Move over, Avengers. There's a new super team in town as Octavia reunites with some old friends. What is on Carmina's map? Will Malaris ever come around? And will we have a streamlined system for a single player to control about seven NPCs? I'm working on it. Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. I was uh, going over my spells... This morning, um, before we started recording, just to, to prep and make sure that I, uh, you know, had a kind of general good idea of everything that I had, especially since I just leveled up, you know, all that good stuff. And then I was looking at the spell Skyrite, and it's basically, you know, just like a, a plain Skywriting, but, you know, a druid doing it, and I was just imagining <laughs> Octavia asking someone out to Moir prom by casting Skyrite and be like, will you go to prom with me? <laughs> And then it got yeah. me started thinking about, like, how else you could use these spells to either, I guess, make a ridiculous, like, proposal, like, they have those, you know, videos where there's, like, a, a dance mob or whatever, or, like, promposals, and was thinking about all the different ways you could use magic. Yeah. And that was a hilarious train of thought. What level spell is that? That is a... Is that one of your new ones? No, it's an older one. Okay. I think it's, like, oh, six second or third okay, level yeah. it's pretty low sounds like it. i don't think i've ever cast it there's really not a ton of actual like practical uses for that spell yeah no i mean unless i guess you do want to i, I mean and it's kind of i think it's concentration too it is so like as soon as you stop concentrating the words go away yeah. which is also kind of but I guess it's kind of like a, a Gandalf thing, like, look to the dawn at this exact time. And like, then you could send somebody a message like guess, really quickly. But there are better ways in to D&D to send magical messages yeah. to people. But I guess if you're a low level druid and you don't have like a wizard who can cast, you know, sending or something. I guess. Because I don't have any of those sorts of things. Like all of my communicative spells, it's mm. like animal messenger or That's true. That's true. things like that. So, I mean, yeah. I guess... <laughs> In a pinch. It could it could work. How long does it take to cast, though? Let's see. Let's, let's get these exact stats of this spell. Because if it's like... Called Skyrite. It is one action. Oh, okay. Well. You cause up to 10 words to form in a part of the sky you can see. The hmm. words appear to be made of cloud and remain in place for the spell's duration, which is up to one hour. The so words dissipate when the spell ends. Hour. A strong wind can disperse the clouds and end the spell early. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's like, heaven forbid you cast it during a storm. <laughs> well, you'd probably get your druid license revoked for that. Probably. You idiot, what are you doing? <laughs> we taught you better than that in druid school. What? No one's going to go to prom with you now. Yeah, there's, yeah. I don't, I have never come across anyone who's cast that spell. Um before because yeah mm -hmm. it's largely 
largely not. Like, at the levels you get that spell, you're not really dealing with anything that you would need for it. Right. So I'm thinking, like, maybe if you're trying to, like, be like, hey, everybody in this city, evacuate. But they probably true. already know Yeah. if, like, bandits are attacking the town. And at the level you get that, you're probably not, like, in city-saving mode quite, quite yet. yet. Yeah. No, because I, I, I was thinking about that, too, because it's like the whole point of it is for it to be seen so widely. And at least for me, I know a lot of my, you know, a lot of Octavia stuff has been a little bit stealthy or like trying. I mean, not really, but like she has had people chasing her. So she hasn't wanted people to know exactly <laughs> like where she is. That's a, that's a better way to explain it. That's a better it. way to explain it. Um, <laughs> attempting to be under the radar with attempt being the indeed operative word there. And so, I mean, I guess you wouldn't necessarily be able to pinpoint where the person was casting it, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind having weird little flavory spells mm-hmm. peppered around, but that was just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like if it, I don't know. If I could, I almost kind of wish that there were some more like, free flavory type spells that you could throw in so currently i can prep 18 spells that's a ton of spells it is a ton of spells um but with how many different types of scenarios especially like going out into you know the march to grundikov here i'm not going to prep something that could just be a potentially fun like flavor spell yep that's true that's that's the only thing with some of these other fun kind of lower level things they're fun and they could be you know potentially useful in very specific circumstances but i'm not going to prep them over you know like healing word or some other more you know known to be practical spells yep 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 that's why i think it's the clerics that every level they get always prepared spells well there's a couple classes that have like spells I feel like that would be kind of nice because then you'll... I think druids I have know. enough other stuff going for them. No, they don't we, do need have a, we do have a whole lot going on. The whole being able to turn into animals is pretty, you know, pretty is big. Pretty, pretty significant. Pretty, pretty not, you know, not underpowered. Not, not at all. So I think I think you're good with the spells you I have. Think, I, I agree, especially going over again the new ones. I'm, I'm excited for them, so... Don't be complaining about your spells. To I, me. Oh, I'm not. I'm. I like my spells. Sounds like you're complaining. Nope. I mean, I wish I could do it. Do that as a human. That'd be fun. Yeah, well, you could have been a human. I meant me, Gwyneth. Would have got that extra feet because nobody <laughs> takes base human. Mm. Base human is garbage. What's the other human then? Oh, base human is you get a plus one to all of your attributes. And variant human is you get a free feat. Ah. Uh-huh. Always take the feet. Okay. Always take the feet. If you take base human, you're a sucker. I have never played a human in D&D, so... I, I played a human fighter in a one-shot. I forget his name, but his backstory... It was a one-shot, so his backstory was very simple. He was a poor... Oh, his name was Tonk, I think. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Or it might have been Tonk. I think it was Tonk. Yeah, we, he was a he was just a, a guy who had tried a ton of different jobs before this. <laughs> he had tried being like uh, a cook and like a, a laborer 
and all sorts of different things, but had failed miserably at all of them and was just terrible at every job he tried, except he, he had a knack for killing things. So that was his <laughs> shtick. He w- walked around with a big mall and he was like, I'm not good at much, but I'm good at killing things. And for about half of that one shot, he was dragging around the carcasses of two dead displacer beasts because he wanted to turn them into a cloak. What one shot was this? That was the one we did with uh, Bonnie where there was the smithing competition at the end. Oh, right. That was also fun because like the end, I don't remember what this is, so it probably won't spoil an adventure for you. But if you're about to play an adventure where there's a smithing competition, maybe don't listen. But I think like the primary antagonist at the end had some sort of relationship. I don't know if it was like a sibling of one of the people we were helping in the smithing competition. And I, of course, being the fighter, landed the killing blow. Mm-hmm. And I was asked... Do you wish to deal non-lethal damage? Because we kind of had an inkling that like there was some sort of redemptive arc going on. <laughs> and I, of course, said, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, I kill her. <laughs> there, was some, yeah. uh, there was some hand waving of that <laughs> to, to bring her back. <laughs> I, think I, I think I crit. I have a vague recollection because I know, I, know I, I was a mall using great weapon master. Nice. So it, it was a ton of damage. I think I was. That was when I was a kobold. You were a warlock, kobold warlock, right? Yeah, and I think I had a little uh, pseudo dragon familiar. Yep. That was really fun. Being a kobold was really because I think the whole thing was in the underdark too, right? Or did we have to go through the underdark? Um, it was in like caves underground. Yeah. I think we were in like a dwarven. City. Which was then perfect with being a kobold mm-hmm. type of thing. So, I've had the most fun playing characters that are like purists. Mm-hmm. I was either the the two most fun characters I've played was a fighter with a little bit of barbarian mixed in there, but like pure martial, and then a straight wizard, mm-hmm. just pure magic. Super fun. I just like hitting things and rolling a lot of dice. So it is it is fun to like have a plus you know, a lot to hit and was, then roll a lot a of damage. I was a monster. My 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 fighter, oh, I, I labored over that build for ages. Good little guy. I've yeah. got his mini right here that I never actually got to use in a game Looking because we stopped playing in person because of COVID. literally like the week before the mini yeah. actually arrived at my door. But he's all painted. He looks great. You've sometimes used him as like a, a pawn in our game. Oh, yeah. I use him as, as so. random things, but he looks really good. He is really cool. But he was fun. Anyways, we should play the game at hand. <laughs> well, I was so. going to ask how Carhoon would have promposed to somebody, but... Uh, we- Carhoon wouldn't have because he is racked with too much guilt and, and angst to deal with such frivolous things. This would have been pre-Montagnon um, in, his, in his young elven days. Well, he was busy studying, so That's he still probably true. wouldn't have... Or no one would have gone with him because he would have been the poor nerd. Well, I mean, elves are kind of nerdish in general. That's true. They're kind of like the race of nerds in D&D. Mm. Poor Carhoon. Oh, Carhoon was fine. Carhoon was fine. <sighs> Carhoon, much like myself, isn't a huge fan of prom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, prom. Like, some people are like, yeah, it was fun at the time, but looking back, it was really stupid. It wasn't even that fun at the time for me, but I wasn't really a social butterfly in high school, so. I was homeschooled. I never went to a prom. <clears throat> you weren't missing much. I don't I don't think I was. This is a rabbit trail. We can yeah. go down some other time. That is true. Because we were already ready. 
to do this and we could spend a long time talking about how stupid prom is. I do have to say, in law school, there was a thing called law prom, and it's called the barrister's ball, and it's basically just law prom. And so those were pretty fun. Granted, you were older, and... And, Yes. But everyone basically acted like they were in high school anyway. So I feel like I got my my prom experience to a point with that. It was pretty close. I'll give you that. It was pretty close. (laughs) We were just at a casino, and I think there was alcohol, so... There was... (laughs) Yes, there was. I was, was. going to say, there were lawyers, so of course <laughs> I there mean, was I mean, like, of course there was. I just couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyway. We are, we are, we are not in a world where prom matters. We're in a world where you are in a room in front of a large conference table with your new band of heroes assembled from the far reaches of Moir, who got news that this army was marching out and didn't want to lose their last shot to make a difference in this war and have congregated here to help you in your final quest. Those are, well, yourself and Carhoon, of course, Captain Slab, who you brought back with you from the Plain of Water. You have uh, Malaris the Scissor and Balger the Red, both two dragonborn heroes from Malik, from the devastated army of Malik. Um, you have Owlbear of the Grot, and we have Carmina Dostoy, dwarf from Grundikov, way back when, all gathered around here, and Carmina has just laid down a map, a hand-drawn schematic map of the palace at Grundikov, high, high, nestled up in the mountains in a very harsh and unforgiving environment, and... You all are beginning to plot out your ingress into this palace so that you can hopefully find and defeat Crag while his army does battle with yours far below Mm -hmm. on the surface. So, let me pull up my notes, which I probably should have had pulled up before now. That is a-okay. But I didn't. Okay, never mind. My notes don't say much. Uh, <laughs> I thought I wrote this down. I guess I didn't. Um, all right, so you are gathered around this map staring down, and you see a hand-drawn uh, layout of the palace and the surrounding lands, and Carmina continues speaking from from last time, and she says... Grundukov, the, the palace at Grundukov had a handful of uh, master groundskeepers. It's... I don't know how to do a Russian accent in some words. Over the past several years, I have been tracking down these groundskeepers in order to recreate a map of the palace, knowing that this was likely... I'm trying not to go German. Likely the final. She's laughing at me. Oh, that's a good mother Okay. Knowing that this was likely the last step in this war. Each of these groundskeepers knew only a handful of the secrets of the palace, such that no one person would know everything there was to know in case of situations like this. I managed to track down 
three of them. The others are lost or more likely have been killed. So the map is incomplete, but it should give us enough information to uh, help significantly. The rest will be up to you and improvising on the spot. From the looks of it, there are three main obstacles that we will need to surpass in order to gain entrance into the palace, at which point all bets are off. First and foremost, there are numerous patrol routes around the mountain. Around the mount mountain, goodness, around the mountain grounds. I know in the days when the dwarves still ruled here, these were used by them, but our intelligence networks, limited though they may be, seem to indicate that these may have been co-opted by Craig's forces as they are. Well, venturing off the beaten path up in the mountains is a certain death almost. Past the patrols, there is the outer wall and the watchtowers. Very high, very slippery, covered in ice, very difficult to climb. And if you were able to, the watchtowers would probably spot you and shoot you down before you made it over. And then past the outer walls and the watchtowers, there is an expanse of uh, courtyard outside of the palace, likely patrolled by more guards, and then the actual keep itself. And actually... Entering that is the final step. Hopefully the information presented here will help us to get through these three steps with limited difficulty. Does the courtyard surround the entirety of the of the keep? Ah. Okay. So it's like a almost like a moat type of thing. Well it's, it's a no man's being, land more like. Okay. Okay. Was this courtyard um, originally used as a, as a defensive courtyard, or was it a place of beauty, or um, what was its? Do you know what its original purpose was? It's a big no. Okay. Who, who knows? Maybe both. Okay. But there is a significant amount of ground to cover from the watchtower to the actual palace itself, and then once we get to the palace, we have to find some way in door, window, front gate, going okay. over, going under. We will see. Okay. And and how big is the courtyard? Like a cross? It's really big. Really big, okay. <laughs> I don't think you're asking me details. I haven't prepped yet. <laughs> it's big. That's all you need to know. Alright. So, the, the game plan here, the way I'm doing this, that some listeners may view as an innovative way of incorporating our own perspectives into this adventure and some of you might view it as lazy it's a little bit of both but i thought it would be interesting to ask you to call upon all of your knowledge of uh heist tropes oceans movies okay. james bond movies to tell me what you see in this map that will help you get past each of these three obstacles so for instance i'll give you an example the simplest example, so you won't be tempted to use it. For the the patrol routes, which are marked out on this map, you could say, for instance, oh, 
well, I see that most of these patrols go through, like, some choke point that would be perfect to stage an, an ambush to eliminate the patrols, and then we can walk on by. Something like that. Okay. That's it. That's all I'm okay. you. So, I'm putting you on the spot. Yes. For once. That's good. Sure. So, you can take a moment. Okay, dokie. Look at this map in your mind's eye and think about what would be the most fun for you to play your way through to take you from outside on this snowy mountainside past a set of uh, monstrous patrols over, under, through a wall with a series of watchtowers across a massive expanse of land and then into a palace itself. Okay. Please keep it grounded in reality, but feel free to be creative. Okay. Um, Octavia will look to Carmina and be like, I know that we're here on the top of... um, top of a mountain do does anything grow are there evergreens um up that we, high it or? is far past the tree line okay it is snow it is rock snow rock and ice and ice okay that's good to know um all right are there laundry facilities within the palace most likely well actually i don't know there might be but they might also take their sundries and ship them down into the city below. Okay. So I guess one of her thoughts is to to see if there is any laundry shipping to and from and hide within a return shipment of clean laundry, potentially. So you would know that if there was any shipping, it wouldn't go, like, outside of these walls. Oh, okay. okay. So I'll... So basically the walls, there's there's not really a gate through them because people aren't coming from the mountain into the palace. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. The entrance to the palace is like a vertical shaft that goes into the city that is in the mountain far below. Far below. That, that w- probably would have been important for me to tell you. Okay. 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 So there's really no way, no official way into this palace except going through the city below and coming up. Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. 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 Um... So we have watchtowers. You have patrols first, walls and watchtower, empty expanse, and then entering into the palace itself. It, would it be uh, thinking of these patrols because of the area being so large, we could probably operate under the assumption that there would be multiple sets of patrols? Yeah. Okay. I mean, something that I could do is uh, make them think that they're following the path when they're really not I have a way to kind of you know change the terrain as it were and maybe make them think that they're you know following the path and then you know I don't know have it lead them off the side of a cliff does Carmina have a response to that no this is this is for for you to uh to brainstorm so basically my my thing is I have you know I have vague ideas for all of these Mm -hmm. things I want you to kind of tell me how you would like to to play it, and uh, you can invent things and put them on the map. Okay. So, like, you could be like, this spot would be great for an ambush for the patrols, or maybe you want to try to trigger an avalanche or something to, to bury them. And then when you get there, I will, of course, throw tiny little monkey wrenches into mm-hmm. your plans mm-hmm. and complications to make things interesting. Okay. But this is kind of you taking the driver's seat, being like, this is the entry plan I want to have. And if that requires, you know, I'm, I'm 
not saying things because I want anything to come from your brain. But, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Because this is a this is a big old palace full of secrets and uh, yeah. idiosyncrasies. Yeah. Alright, so thinking of the patrols first. Alright. What you suggested could definitely work. Like leading them off a cliff type of thing? Yeah, maybe you see like maybe they have to pass over a, you know, a crevasse or something and you can move the path to the side or something. And they oh, yeah. Or something so like that, that. There's like there's like a yeah, there's like a little land bridge over <laughs> That's the kind of thing so, I'm Okay. I'm thinking okay. for. This okay. isn't just to you for you to look at your spell sheet and figure out exactly what you want to do. And if you want to do that, that's fine. If you're just like, We're gonna turn invisible and fly over. Well, I guess you could do that. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so I like the idea for the patrols, um, you know, kind of having a little bit of a stakeout and having a um, type of crevasse situation where there is a natural forming um, land bridge over it um, and then using, like, hallucinatory terrain or something along those lines, like, making it move, you know, a couple feet to either side and... And just having them kind of fall into uh, fall into that terrain, um, into that crevasse. And then we'll probably do that at night. And then it would be, of course, cool to then disguise ourselves as that patrol. But if they all plummet into... The crevasse that'd be a bit hard to grab their armor would their armor would we be able to like gather some disguises from the various you know uh, dragon blood who have who have fallen here and like ansel to kind of cobble together what would potentially look like a passable dragon blood disguise um there are enough corpses that you could definitely loot armor and things and yeah yeah um Carmina says, now these guards may be a more elite branch, so they may have distinguishing markers, but if we have a yeah. strong base to go off of, perhaps we can make the necessary adjustments on the fly. That's what I was, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, that they probably would have some, you know, more, I don't know, refined weaponry and p- potentially more sophisticated, but at least if, you know, if the base is... If at a glance that we don't mm-hmm. stick out like a sore thumb, maybe that would give us at least a, an opportunity mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, at least get to get to the walls. Mm-hmm. Albert says, I've had some experience as a guerrilla fighter of wearing a disguise or two, so I'm sure we might be able to cobble something together that'll at least fool people from a distance. Perfect. And then we can also... But it uh, wouldn't hold up under any magical scrutiny, mind you. No. Uh, but then I was also thinking that there's there's a way that I can help us be particularly stealthy. So that if we are, you know, subject to, to scrutiny, uh, it would hopefully an eye would more easily pass over us. And her thought was then to also, of course, cast pass without a trace mm-hmm. um, to kind of help folks not look at them. Okay. All right. Carmina says, well, it looks like that's one obstacle. Take out the patrol without uh, firing a weapon. Disguise ourselves as them and continue on through. Mm-hmm. Preferably, you know, being being more quiet about it. Um, and also, if then 
you know, another set of patrols finds the one, you know, one, the other set of patrols that fell into the crevasse with them having just fallen as opposed to being, you know, uh, killed in a skirmish type of thing. Maybe they will think that they all did just like fall as opposed to, you know, having been beset upon. I will tell you, if you fall into one of the crevasses atop Grun's Peak, you will not be found. Okay, I wasn't sure how deep it was, so... (laughs) Who will not be found. Okay, well, (laughs) that's good to know. Okay. So, passive trolls. We have watchtowers and falls. Okay, so how tall are these walls? Tall. Okay. Um, and the watchtowers are, I assume, manned Taller, by yes. uh, various forces. Okay. Indeed. And the, the, the walls are, you know, uh, shaped stone and everything, I assume? Da. Okay. Uh, to this point, though, they may be more ice than stone. Okay. Hmm. So, I have a couple ideas. Um... I, uh, I guess the ground would be pretty frozen solid, too, as well. Um, but I could potentially, you know, I, I can turn into a big earth creature. And I could potentially burrow underneath it uh, and create a tunnel for us. Um, does the courtyard on the other side, is it is it just ground or does it have like a tiling? That's a good question. Can you actually create a tunnel? So this is something we've dealt with, maybe not in this campaign, but in a different one. Mm-hmm. Unless it specifically says you leave a tunnel behind you when you burrow, you don't. Yeah, okay. And earth elementals don't, don't say that. But there are certain things like purple worms and whatnot yeah. that do. Yeah. So you you could try to dig a tunnel, but it would be very slow. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like there I probably would be able to summon something that would burrow and leave a tunnel. Do you see anything on the map that would help you? Let's see. What else? All right, we have no trees. Think outside of your character sheet. Use your character sheet to help you. But this is your opportunity to put in whatever you've wanted to do. If there's any, you know, particular feat you have wanted to accomplish in this campaign that you just haven't gotten the chance to, you could try to find a way to shoehorn it in here. <laughs> I mean, I do love the idea of doing like the Mission Impossible climbing up the side of the skyscraper thing and just climbing up the side of it with like suction pads. Okay. So, how would you do that? Get really sticky frogs. Get really sticky frogs. <laughs> um, are there arrow slits within the walls? What would you need arrows lits for? I'm just asking. Because maybe this is this is what I'm telling you. Like well, at this stage, if you're like, if you need arrow slits to be in the walls, maybe you see arrow slits in the walls. Well, because then I'm also thinking of like uh, in uh, X Men spoilers when the guy like melts at the end and like trickles out of the tower. I was like, what if we could do a reverse that and trickle ourselves into the tower somehow? I mean, I'd have to turn us into. We'd have to become like oozes somehow. But- mm-hmm. I was like, that could be a potential. Or if there's an area that's like closer to a furnace so that the wall isn't as covered 
like if it's closer to a smokestack or something and that particular part of the wall isn't as covered in ice, mm-hmm. I could, you know, I don't know, maybe if it's not as icy and it's more stony, we could like work with that stone and I could like shape it and create a little door for us and then just close the door behind us. You could potentially do that. These are all things you could potentially do. And if that's how you want to play it, that's fine. But I, I'm saying, unhinge your imagination. Like you were talking about burrowing. Maybe you see under there, there's a, a cave network that used to be filled with like ice worms that have oh. been burrowing through the mountains. And you're like, hey, we could probably use those. Okay. 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 You, you, don't, you don't have to if you just want to make a door through it that's that's 100% fine but I just wanted to give you the opportunity to do whatever crazy wild thing okay maybe bef- maybe a really really long time ago like pre-judgment time it wasn't as cold up here and there used to be trees so maybe there's a giant like root network that I could tap into and like I guess it wouldn't really be alive anymore but maybe like the desiccated you know petrified roots I could like travel us through to get all the way in to maybe the castle basement itself maybe these ancient roots breached part of the wall's foundation and made it less sturdy Okay, I like that idea. And we can move that one to actually getting you into the palace. So Ooh, maybe there yeah. used to be a petrified forest in the courtyard itself. Yeah, yeah. And you just have to get to that, and then you can transport yourself into the basement. Yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. See, that? that's the kind of thing. That's good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, it was like... <laughs> no, it's a, it's a shift in how you've been thinking about playing the game. So. Yeah. And then for the wall... For breaching the wall, I do like the idea of of a portion of the wall being close to um, maybe some underground piping that's hotter or um, like a smokestack from the kitchens or something where it's less icy <laughs> and then using some form of um, either burrowing under it where the earth is less frozen or tunneling through the wall uh, using some form of magic. Because I don't really want to go over the wall. Um, because I don't want a mission impossible your way over. Don't really want a mission impossible our way over because I'd rather stay on the ground level. Because if this wall is as if this wall is kind of like a wall I would normally think of, there would usually be forces patrolling the top of it. Mm -hmm. So it would be nice to kind of stay as close to the floor or or to the ground as possible. That's true. So that's kind of what my my thought would be for the for the walls do you do you have the means to tunnel under or i I think so i have let's see i have several stone um moving and manipulation these walls are gonna be very thick too let's see so i have this spell called move earth that's a cantrip right no, it's a sixth level spell. Oh, I, mold earth, sorry. Yes. Yeah. So I can reshape dirt, sand, or clay in the area in any manner I choose for the duration, which is up to two hours. You can raise or lower the area's elevation, create or fill a trench, erect or flatten a wall, form a pillar. So I could just create a tunnel for us. 
Okay. That's 40. Would the walls be thicker than 40 feet? I'll say they'd be about 40 feet at the base. Okay. Okay. So we would just be able to go through. So this is moving what now? This would be tunneling underneath the tower, uh, the walls. Does the spell let you move rock? (laughs) This point is basically 100% stone. Oh, spell cannot manipulate natural stone or stone construction. Oh, rocks and structures shift to accommodate the new terrain. If the way you shape the terrain would make a structure unstable, it might collapse. But you would still have to be moving earth, not rock. So is is there like basically no... It's basically just stone. It's basically just stone at this point? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. But you could have a tunnel. Maybe back in the day, there was really fancy... High end, top shelf, Grundikov vodka that only those in the palace were allowed to have. But it was such. Grundikov is modeled over Imperialist Russia, so that's mm-hmm. yeah. But there was su- it's such high quality that there was a very thriving black market for it, mm-hmm. and so they created. Like a smuggler's tunnel underneath the walls where the old cooks and like some of the, you know, gentlemen servants and, you know, folks like that who would have access to this stuff would every once in a while like smuggle a jug out that the ruling class wouldn't notice missing, but sold on the black market would be like three years wages (laughs) or something. Okay. I like that. So the exit is going to be on on the other side of the wall, probably in some less conspicuous area. Mm -hmm. And then it's not going to go into the palace. It's going to go to the other side of the wall, maybe into the base of one of these watchtowers. Yeah. Yeah, because they wanted a way that they could leave the palace without having to go through the main city and stuff. And if, you know, there is no gate up top, you know, creating this this smuggler's little little trench. Okay. Was a way that they were able to get the contraband out. Alright, I like that. <laughs> uh Carmina says Yes, that is a solid option. Now these tunnels have not been operational for many years, so finding the entrance and opening it may be a bit of work, but if we can do that we should be able to pass the walls undetected. Excellent. Now, the last item up is we must find a way to cover a significant amount of ground unseen until we get to your forest. And did you mention whether the the ground of the courtyard is, is it paved or is it just stone, natural stone? It was likely paved at some point, but it is now covered in many, many inches of snow. Mm. Okay. The groundskeepers are dead, so I do not think Craig has been keeping the ground as well as the dwarves used to. So if there's no vegetation in these courtyards, it would just be a plain open field, basically. Yeah, there is some... uh, 
there could be some, you know, old garden implements, raised beds, sculptures, perhaps, but anything living there is now dead. Uh, maybe this area used to be used as a sort of, you know, also not just like a, a beautiful garden, but then also providing some foodstuffs for um, the ruling family. So maybe there's like various like wagons of like old, you know, like hay or wheat that they had like harvested but then, you know, Grundikov got taken over and so they've just been left out, like, rotting. So maybe there are... It's been 15 years, so it'll probably be gone. Well, I mean... Well, 10 years. The, the like, the wheat would be gone, but the wagon would still be there. Yeah, the there. wagon would still be there. Yeah. And I mean, the I guess the wheat could... I guess if it's frozen, frozen, it wouldn't... Maybe, maybe, that's true. Just frozen solid, it would that's like, true. snap as opposed to... <laughs> Maybe they had, like, you know, other druidy magician folk who were able to create, you know, able to mm-hmm. make things grow here in this very, very, very cold climate type of thing. Yeah, this... Yeah. So maybe, like, we're able to kind of dart from, like, if we could find where maybe some of these older fields used to be and if there are more, you know, kind of farming types of machinery around, we could kind of plot a path you know, hiding behind each of these objects until we find, um, you know, where the where the petrified tree forest would start. Okay. And it makes sense that the petrified tree forest would be kind of close to, you know, maybe where they would have some, you know, magically enhanced fields. Okay. Maybe even some of the wheat is still standing. I mean... Maybe there's a corn maze. Maybe they really like Halloween up there. <laughs> I mean, there could be like an ice maze. There could be I'm a hedge just, maze. There could be, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to rectify this because it is. So cold. Yeah. It's literally like the top of a very, very tall mountain. Okay. So I'm not sure. There could be like a greenhouse. Oh. A climate controlled Green, yeah. thing that is probably long since gone out of use if you want some like of that in like the back but i I, i'm not seeing i don't think there would be like open fields especially crop fields in a royal courtyard um well maybe then there is something kind of more like a uh a hedge maze but this would be you know made out of snow and ice and you know like those beautiful ice sculptures Mm -hmm. that you know, folks make like these gorgeous ice walls, but they're not just smooth. They're like carved in these, like you know, bow reliefs, and and maybe there are little, you know, benches in some areas carved into into the walls as well, where you know folks can get all huddled up in furs and have like secret rendezvous. I could get down with and a, stuff like that with an ice labyrinth in yeah. the back. Okay. <laughs> Carmina says, yes, the uh, the maze would provide us with some cover from prying eyes, although it may be easy to get lost. We will have to tread carefully. But I right. should get us out close enough to the forest for you to do whatever it is you need to do to get us into the basement of the palace. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Great. And I know that, I mean, Owlbear, I'm sure your sense of direction is hopefully relatively decent it's 
It, yes, the, a maze is a different matter, though. That's true. And I am very short, so... <laughs> well, hopefully the walls will be tall enough to cover all of us, so... <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <sighs> okay. Carmina says, well, that sounds like the good start to a plan. She rolls up the map. Is there any uh, equipment we will need aside from the standard cold weather gear? Well, I guess, you know, the, the, the standard cold weather stuff, um, we can try to cobble together as uh, uniform uniforms as we can. Um, well, if you think of anything, you can requisition it from that captain who was here before. Perfect. Perfect. I'm sure we should all have, you know, uh, climbing gear as well, just just in case we have <laughs> we have a mishap so that we're not falling into a big crevasse ourselves. Yeah. So, all right. Well, anything else you need to, to say? I need to go make some preparations. No, I think I need to uh, go talk to the captain as well. Um, so I do believe from... I'm operating under the assumption, you know, that we'll be we'll be marching out with the forces um, part of the way, and I need to clarify exactly with him where it is that we'll be breaking off because we will need to get up the mountain. I know, Albert, you'll be able to help with that. Um, From what you know, you're basically going to march up with them, and the battle is going to start. Okay. And then you are going and to then break. I'm going to peel off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you get the sense this is going to be a long battle of attrition. Okay, yeah. Because, you know, the Dragonblades don't really need to come out. No. They're yeah. in a fortress. Yeah. So this could be like a multiple... Day. It's like a siege, basically. Yes. So it's it's going to take a while. So you're going to go out there and basically make sure things get started well and make sure nobody needs you immediately, mm-hmm. and then you'll break off. Okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Also, to, to maybe like... You know, show the army that, hey, she's down here. Right, yeah, make it like then... a big show right at the beginning. I'll probably... Mm-hmm. Garhoon will probably do the the tried and true uh, Rex fire, if you will, to make a make a big show of, mm-hmm. of where we are and what we're doing and things like that. Yeah. And just, you so you will, you will spend a little bit of time in the initial battle, okay. and then after, you know, the first volley, you will regroup and okay. sneak away that makes sense and that will be right at the mouth of the tunnel that goes into the mountain right that is what you all are assuming, assuming. okay because there's the tunnel that goes through the whole mountain <laughs> and then within that tunnel is the big entrance to gruntikov yes and i assume that we wouldn't be getting all the way into that entrance. you're not sure but you would assume it's probably going to take place at the mouth of this okay. giant tunnel sounds good sounds good okay i mean as far as other things to requisition well i guess yeah octavia will be like i'm gonna go touch base with uh, captain sebring and i think we have about you know maybe 24 48 hours before we head out um and so we'll probably have a final a final meeting with us just to make sure that we're you know again on the same page refine any plans make sure that we have all the equipment we need uh before we head out bulger who's been Silent has his surprisingly quiet dragon feet kicked up on the table. Looks and says, "Hey, we got a cool name for this strike team, or what?" <laughs> well, we could go two routes. We could go um, like really cool 
and we could be how many of us are there you Karen, slab bulger malaris albert carmina seven potentially jasulka Potentially Jasulka. Ostensibly Jasulka. Ostensibly Jasulka. So, Why don't we call ourselves eight. Ostensibly Jasulka? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, we will be the tried and true. I can get behind that. It's not, not, not quite as cool as I was hoping for, but I can dig it. Do you, do you have a, a suggestion as something cooler? Like the, oh, no. the fireballs? Or... Oh, I the rock and fireballs or it's not bad the yeah why don't we why don't we do tried and true colon the rocking fireballs that just might be too much of a mouthful <laughs> tried and true is good i mean i always like a title. tnt oh there you go yeah. there you go TNT. not that we would know what, know what it, it try nitro tell you in is well i mean I, hey. I've heard, I mean there are some alchemists here in in lake ansel that have made some i mean some concoctions that That's do true. blow the mind. That's true. Literally. And the body. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bulger, I, I was, gonna, I was, gonna, oh. I was thought you were going to say that you didn't need to get any equipment because you have everything right there. You have all of your spell. You have all your skills. All of well, your explosive skills. I mean, I do. Seems like a lot of this first mission is going to be a subterfuge so it, i'm just biding my time until we get in there and i can open fire yeah yeah unfortunately it will be hopefully but you never know sometimes plans go awry and that's what i'm here for <laughs> hopefully not to make them go awry <laughs> no comment <laughs> all right i gotta get some sleep all right i think we all need to all need to get some rest um i know that you all have been you all have been traveling so uh, I will, we'll touch base again, you know, the, the day before we're set out to leave with a captain. All right. Just holler when you need me. Sounds good. And the group gets up and makes some small talk, grabs some coffee and donuts <laughs> from the corner and departs. What do you do? Um, okay. So we have what, like, we were going to leave three days after the... Battle approximately. Lake Ansel, approximately. This is the first day after. It's like the first full day. So you've got maybe two. Two more days. Um, I guess she would kind of see what... She wouldn't mind seeing like what kind of munitions might have been um, gathered from the, the Dragonblood's like, arsenal. Maybe they have, I don't know, some cool fire-breathing potions. Specifically thinking of things that could make those fire gems explode i know last time i needed that potion of like dragon's breath or something but Mm -hmm. to see if there's maybe some other kind of um super strong fire potion uh that they have or the dragon bloods had in their horde um you do have a red dragonborn with you oh so i'll just say i didn't even think of that the bulger could do it okay oh awesome oh he's he'll love that mm-hmm. he would super love that actually yep. i feel like maybe uh maybe too he, much as he's leaving octave will be like these are gonna have to be for like once we can you know not be under subterfuge but these things and she like pulls out several of the gems how many do you have left i have you traded several five five okay these things go boom Ooh. so you, you and me. We're, I like it. We're going to have some fun with these. I like it. 
Perfect. I didn't even think I I played a Dragonborn and we were in another campaign where there's another Dragonborn and neither of us I don't think did Zarasa breathe. Yeah, fire? yeah. You were a gold dragonborn. You had fire breath. She was fire breath. Yeah. Okay. I just didn't I didn't even think of it for some reason. Um I guess other things that she would look for would be um like if they have any sending stones so that she can communicate with this group in case we get separated or um yeah let me know what you so do you want like you could probably cobble together a set of yes you can cobble together a set of we'll say four sending stones okay perfect you might have to work on a buddy system but are there any um like really skilled blacksmiths who could um like imbue any of our stuff with addi- with additional magic? Probably not that. Okay. You you guys are pretty good on like magic, magic. armor and weapons. Yeah. And then as far as like mundane items like climbing kits and mm-hmm. things like that, yeah. we'd all be able to basically get. Okay. Yep. At minimum, you'll have you know big coats and climbing kits. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. But if there's any other mundane things you would like to requisition, like I don't know, cow drops or. Yeah, I a mean, bag full of daggers, a ten foot pole. Yeah, I feel like Octavia will be like bag of rats. <laughs> Just a bag of rats. Um, she might want some like chain. Good chain, easy, because that'll be a bit stronger than rope. If we, you know, have to, you know, yeah. try to find somebody or, or get over somebody falls, get get over the wall in case we can't find this tunnel. Yep, chain. Um, sure. Maybe some like shuttered lanterns that have like the red over them as opposed to like clear glass type of thing so that they sure. make a they make light but they're less um obvious yep um you should write all these things down because i will forget them but yeah you can get chain you can get you can get lanterns i mean caltrops would be great and get some caltrops get a bag of like 50 of them Maybe a hundred. I don't know. Whatever the denomination is in the PHB, you can look it up later. <laughs> get a bunch of ball bearings. And get a bunch of ball bearings, yeah. <laughs> I do love all of the mundane stuff. Yeah, there's some there's some useful stuff in there. Um, I guess, let's see. Would there be a way for us to, this might be weird, mask our scent? Dear urine said that very quickly do you actually is that actually a thing well that's what hunters do is that really yeah okay. i think i think i've never i've never gone deer hunting but i think yeah they like mask it in the it depends on what you want to mask your scent from we would want to mask our scent from the the potentially monstrous patrols because we're my octavius thought would be like oh maybe some of them have heightened you know mm-hmm. heightened senses of smell that we don't have and then you know if even if we're dressed up to the eye looking like a dragon blood we might our scent might give us away yeah that might be difficult um i guess at least if we're like wearing their stuff the yeah that probably have to be the best thing you could do okay 
rub ourselves down with like lard or just something that smells really bad yeah but they would still definitely smell lard, lard. out there which would be equally if not more suspicious, suspicious. It'd be like mm, tasty now owlbear will be going up on her goat right or will she be going on foot goat most goat, likely most likely okay can Malaris and Balgers see in the dark? No. Can Albert? I think so. And Carmina? Yes. Okay. I think dwarves and gnomes have dark vision. Dragonborn do. definitely don't. don't. And Slab cannot. Slab cannot. Is there, are there any sort of like night vision-y goggles we could get them? I'm pretty sure those exist. Let's see. D100? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find one Okay. Set. One set. You ask around and people can loan you one set. Okay. And then thinking of other like quasi mundane things, are there any like sleeping potions or. There are poisons. There are poisons. Which can do that sort of thing. <laughs> in, in a way. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I guess it wouldn't just be there's like. There's poisons that knock you unconscious oh, okay. instead of just you know, killing you. So she was kind of thinking of like a, a a vial of something that would kind of like a, a knockout gas, basically, to see if like if there's a room of, of foes that they could like throw this vial in and have everyone, you know, again, go to sleep in an attempt to be as quiet as possible. There is the essence of ether, which is an inhaled poison that someone must succeed on a con save or become unconscious for up to eight hours Ooh, there is the oil of taggett which is a contact poison you must succeed on a con save or become poisoned for up to 24 hours Ooh. and be unconscious yeah those look like the two best options they're not cheap would they would they be in the armory or would we be able to... I don't know where we would purchase them. Which would you prefer? One is a gas and one you have to like put it on put someone. Put it on somebody. Would the gas affect multiple people? Like would it be everyone in a certain area? Uh, probably. Be like a smoke grenade kind okay. of. Let's go with the gas, the ether. Okay. Um, We're going to roll for that because... That is not necessarily something you would find every day. Yeah. I'll say you can't find a grenade, but you can find a small little like vial that would be enough to knock out one person, but you would have to get pretty close to do it. Kind of like smelling salts, like okay. break it under their face. And then Octavia is going to go to the clerics and ask if we could each get a couple flasks of holy water. Um, They'll give you a few. All right. They'll Just, you know, depending you... on... What all we encounter? They'll give you four. Awesome. You know, people being uh, in line with fiends and things like that. I feel like having some having some holy water is never 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 bad. a bad thing. Yep. 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 All right. If there's anything else you want, we could do that off air. Cause okay. Let's keep things moving. As much as I'm sure people love to hit Lear here shopping lists. <laughs> I do love going through the mundane things, though, sometimes. Because it's fun really stuff. fun. Like, I always love, like, she'll probably also pick up a set of manacles because it's always just like, it's it's those helpful things that you, you know, that you wouldn't necessarily think of. But, you know, stuff that like you could go get at Home Depot, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. All right. 
Uh, so you spend probably most of the rest of your day yeah. running around, finding these things, talking to people, getting sense. what you need. So do you rest at the uh, mushroom cloud again? I think so. Yeah, I think that um, at the end of the day, after, you know, she's um, tried to gather all these supplies, met with TNT, um, and so they'll, you know, head back to the mushroom cloud. And I feel like she'll try to clean it out some. She'll, you know, sweep up some of the broken glass and kind of clear out some of the, you know, the dragon blood army's stuff and, and just kind of basically try to clean it up. I know that there's only so much she can do. But basically start taking off the all of the, you know, indicators that the place was, you know, broken into and occupied. All right. So you bed down for the eve? We will. Okay. You bed down for the evening. And, you know, Carhoon goes to his room. And you both start to rest. All right. In the middle of the night. Oh, no. <laughs> You're not, right. sure what, okay. you're not sure what time it is. <laughs> you're awoken with a start because you hear uh, a bell ringing. It is a big, booming, gonging bell that you recognize. Sounds like the, the bell tower from the temple. Okay. You're not entirely sure why that would be ringing. It's curious. What do you do immediately? Um, I jump out of bed and I rush over to Carhoon's room and I... You know, knock on the door, and I'm like, Carhoon! I'm awake. Do, do you hear that? I do. We should we should go check it out. Probably. Okay, hold on. Um, I am assuming neither of you sleep in your armor. That would be a correct assumption, I would assume. Are you going to take the time to put it on? How long does it take again? To dawn? What kind of armor are you wearing? Um, I have a, an Ever Ice breastplate. And Carhoon has a chain shirt. So neither of us are like in, in full plate or anything like that. Is that medium? I think it's medium for both of us. It is five minutes to don medium armor. Are you going to take five minutes to put on your armor? Yes. Okay. About a minute and a half into you starting to strap on your armor, there is a pounding at the door. Downstairs? Yes. Okay. Like a knock. Like a very... Forceful. Frantic. Yeah. Okay, Octavia will look at Carhoon or or shout across to Carhoon and be like, I don't... I actually don't think we have time for this. I'm I'm heading out. I'm gonna go see what that is. Okay. And I will, you know, kind of put on, you know, quickly put on shoes um, and stuff like that and then she'll run downstairs. Okay, you run downstairs, and as you get downstairs, the door is starting to open because it's, you know, been destroyed. Yeah. And uh, on the other side is a panting, out of breath, and sweaty young human who uh, is wearing, like, Moerian army mm-hmm. garb. Looks like he's just run a marathon. And he, like, takes a few steps in, puts his hands on his knees, and starts breathing. It's like, you've got to... You've got to come. The, the governor, they're trying to assassinate the... And then an arrow shoots out the back of his throat. And what? he collapses onto the floor. What? And we'll pick up their next episode. What? <laughs> what? Wait, the governor? Of Stagpipe? Yeah, he came along. Oh, I forgot that he came along. Yeah, Akon. 
he's here. He was with the land army, though. Oh, uh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. What? I like him. They don't get to do that. We'll see. Oh, man. Sorry, sorry, listeners. I don't usually end my en- outro this indignant, but You're so indignant. I'm very indignant that someone would attack my governor like that. I like that poor, awkward man. He also just made me awkward as well. We just fed off of each other's awkwardness. Mm-hmm. It was great. Anyway, it was actually pretty great. <laughs> um, anyway, whoo, thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, you can get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at and a die podcast. Um, seems like we might have some, you know, fisticuffs coming up. So if you would like to submit a critical hit or critical miss card, you can do so either on our website me, my spouse, and I die.com, or you can just shoot us an email, me, my spouse, and a die at gmail.com. And these critical cards can, you know, be something something interesting that happens when someone rolls a natural 20 or a natural one. This would be either our heroes and, and our villains. So, you know, be don't auto kill anyone because if that happens, that you that could that could be something that hits Octavian. That that'd not be great. So, I mean, it would be an interesting end to the story. To just have some rando. All right. Austin is indicating for me to to, to to wrap wrap it up. up, Wrap it up. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, thanks y'all again and catch y'all next week.